Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Hello, and welcome to Walking the Medicine Wheel with Shamans. Uh, today, we are continuing this episode where we have Reno Longmoons, who is with us, who identifies with the Seneca and the Cherokee Nations, among many others that she's had the opportunity and pleasure to work with. But we are very grateful that she's brought to us her wheel and how she goes about walking the medicine wheel. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the South Gate. So, Reno, if you don't mind sharing with us a little bit about what it means to be in the South Gate and what's happening when you are coaching someone in that particular area of the wheel. Thanks, Janine. Yeah, the when we're in the South Gate, that's a place of trust and innocence. And that's where we allow ourselves to be vulnerable as well. So when I when I walk into that South Gate, I know that all my trust and expectations, I am laying at the feet of spirit and saying, okay, here's what I need from you. And here's here's what I'm giving to you. And it's a place for me to kind of just release some things and, and discuss open discussion with spirit about whatever is going on and believing. I mean, I think believing happens as you're innocent, as a child would believe, you know, it's like, oh, this is magic. And I believe in magic. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's a wonderful place because in that it's also an action place. Um, whether you're releasing something or whether you're getting a message that helps you to motivate you or move you forward in some way. So the South is a really important place. Um, When I'm with my clients, that's what we look at. We, we come into the South and we look at what spirit is revealing and, and opening us up to. And while we're in our vulnerable state in the South and listening to releasing certain things or uh, finding a new perspective, and not being afraid of it. I've always enjoyed the different colors of the wheel, as well as the different colors of the different phases. So in the wheel that I was gifted with, the South is blue, but for you, the South is red. And it's very appropriate that that would be the place of the child, right? That first chakra for those who follow that kind of paradigm. So talk to us a little bit about the place of the child and the emotions, because many people are cut off from their emotions due to something that has occurred. So what are some of the ways that they can use the South Gate to remind themselves about their emotional status? Well, for walking this, you know, in relationship to this course, we met our childlike self in the East. We reintroduced ourselves to that wonder childlike self-spirit, the one that's like uh, inquisitive. You know, we took on that inquisitive energy And as we navigated down to the South, we were also chewing on a lot of those things because we have an influence of the Southeast quadrant, you know, the little sub cardinal direction. And in that, that's the place where you are able to find the balance between your adult self and your child self. You start going, you start doing inventory on 
what you still carry and what you don't carry and what you wish you had carried and what you didn't. So by the time you get down to the South, you're ready to embrace that child. You're ready to go, you know, when I was a kid, I was a brat or I was shy or I was whatever I was that maybe isn't what you want to be labeling yourself in that self-talk with anymore. And, you know, nurture that child back and enjoy what comes to you from that because we've introduced the child in the East. We've looked at the concepts between our child self and our adult self. And now we're in the South and now we have to kind of decide, you know, I love this portion about myself as a child before the bad things ever happened. I'm going to release the bad, find the forgiveness, whatever it is that my client is working toward, we'll work toward that together with spirits, encouragement, compelling and care. So that's a great place for where the South is in the nurturing and the harmonizing of the adult self and the child self. And in the South for you, this is where we have a similarity. Uh, It's water. Both of us have talked about how water is an element of the South gate. Uh, For mine, it's like scrying where people actually look into an area of water that's, that they can get in touch with their intuitive side in that area. Like you said, it's an area of vulnerability. Chat with us a little bit about the South gate in regards to water for you. What I like to do in, in a meditative purpose with either myself or my clients is if I'm not near water and and this is the beauty of having a mobile wheel, you can create a a wheel wherever water is, you know, it doesn't have to be large. There's no, real, true, right, or wrong, as long as you are observing your cardinal directions, you know, and and you you have the basic concept down, spirit's going to meet you right there. So when I look at this and I think of water, I think of, again, going back to that releasing and understanding what we want to get rid of allows us to toss that feather into the water, the stream, and watch it go further and further away. And the way I like to visualize water when I'm releasing something is the upstream view is bringing in that healing, that blessing, that light, and that nurturing that I need. You know, so while I'm releasing, it's all very synchronized, if you will. Lots of movement. You're you're seeing a lot of shifting of movement. So then let's talk a little bit about the other side that you work with so well, and that is the still water at night when you're in the South Gate. How is that helpful to you, especially in line with the fact that you are very educated in the phases of the moon and how that works with water for your people? Well, I'm a fire element myself personally, and water is a calming influencer for me and you mentioned it earlier about scrying with water i love to scry with water water brings you to that place of stillness you can begin to resonate with the energy of water in in a pool or in a pond or in a bowl or whatever it is you're finding that still water to be and looking deeper beneath the surface and sometimes it's really reflective too what is it that i'm seeing in the mirror what is what has been showing itself to me in a knee-jerk reaction with respect to 
somebody may have done something that I got offended by and I need to figure out why. And so that mirror reflection is going to go, Hey, why did I get, why did I take such offense? And then that's the place to start digging deeper or swimming deeper (laughs) into those places. And that's what I use the still water for. How does the Southgate work with your paradigm regarding people and their dreams, whether it's their dreams that they've given up on or if they're dreams in their subconscious state? Is there any work that you do in that region for this particular area? Again, it goes back to whenever I've, I've, and I've done some dream analysis with clients that with regard to gritting them out on a, on a visual, mental visual wheel, is that when that South presents itself, that, you know, once you've learned this wheel, it also helps to interpret what your dreams may be when you're, when it comes to specific direction. And in the South, again, it's trust issues, it's um, vulnerability, it's, you know, the, all of those things, and it's a motivator place. And it's the halfway mark between where on my wheel that we walked in on. That's a great time for reflection and for a time to take an assessment of where you've been so far and what worked and what you might want to try for the next half of this journey. And that's a great way of stating it because you enter your wheel from the north when you're walking near the south, then that is the time of reflection because so many people think you have to complete a project. You have to complete a whole cycle before you reflect. And I love the fact that that is not at all the case from your predict paradigm, your perspective. Exactly. I, I think, you know, being aware of where you've been and where you're going and knowing where you want to be are all very powerful tools. And if the medicine wheel can help you focus and hone in on those tools, I'm here to help. Exactly. And so when you're standing in the South and you feel like completion is near for that particular phase and people are then pivoted and turning toward the West, what are some last instructions or last minute details that you hope that people will carry with them as they get ready to move toward the West? Um, This is the South is a really great resting and renewal place as well, because as you're releasing either with still water, flowing water, or even just knowing that you're at the halfway point, that's also motivating. So it's a time to just rest, reflect, and rejuvenate yourself for the next half. Because as we walk in and we've already realized from the first half what we needed to let go of and start working on honing and fine-tuning for the second half, we're going to find that there's still some more things that we'll be releasing once we do reach the, the West. Especially if they're standing at a river like you recommend or a stream or something like that. There's, there's stuff you're releasing, but there's also stuff coming in that you may want to process a little bit more before we start Absolutely. moving to the West Gate. Right. Uh, that makes total sense to me. Well, as we wrap up the South Gate, is there anything else that you would like to talk about as far as trust? Because people talk a lot about, oh, I have trust issues. I have trust issues. Well, people are very good at identifying the issues how are you finding people best move into a place of trust? 
that's a phenomenal question because each person has hurts and pains and fears that happen in that trust. And I think identifying first why you're afraid of trusting or based on what hurts you've been dealt in the past, finding how to forgive to begin opening that trust door. It's a, it's a process and it's, it's not something you fix just overnight, but it begins with looking at what's inside. And that's, that's again, perfect place is in the South when we're doing that is that spot of reflection and figuring out where we need to begin, what hurt us the most. So the Buddhists that I have worked with, when they start working with water and they start talking about trust and that childlike innocence, uh, as they say, as you get ready to move into an activity after you come out of a place of rest, it's a time that you move into that place of trust and that childlike abandon of just the joy of the journey and moving into that, that they talk about self-forgiveness because if you don't forgive yourself for going through that experience or for not stopping that experience or what have you i would love your perspective on that form of healing absolutely i mean i think when you begin to allow yourself the vulner the courage it takes to be vulnerable and to look within and and start going yes those shape those events shaped me and I wouldn't change that if it's made me where I am now. And finding the, the ways to forgive who you are for that moment and know that it, it helped, helped you to see more clearly moving forward. Um, we all have a tendency in some way, shape, or form of getting locked down into, yeah, but so-and-so did this to me and, you know, and or other negative energies may present themselves to keep us from focusing on what needs to be healed and forgiven within your own spirit. And the the best advice I offer on that is you can only control that which is yours to control. And in that is so much freedom. You have the power to forgive yourself. You have the power of choice to reach in and make changes. Nobody said you have to stay this way forever. That's the beauty of it is that transformation can happen at any point and at any time with somebody. It's what, what they want and the desire to be healed. I think that's one of the things I enjoy the most is how fast people can change when they allow the change, when they're not resisting it. And then you start to see people really blossom into the person they really are, as opposed to the one that they were presenting because they were protecting themselves. So forgiveness and trust are almost hand in hand. Before we leave this section of the wheel, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as the emotions, trust, innocence, and forgiveness? Uh, it's a lot of big topics, but I figure you have a few pits. And, and they can run very, very deep as well. But one of the things that I want us to kind of remember, and this is going back more to the Toltec way, is that some of the, some of the things that we carry with us are more implied behaviors, and I, I use that term very loosely, because we were raised to believe a certain thing as a child. And so now that we're actually marrying up the 
child self and the adult self, some of those things are no longer going to present as, as viable for you where you are right now. So when my parents said, be good, always be good, and you'll get a cookie or whatever the reward system may have been, that doesn't work for me now. <laughs> my dad has passed over and I can't go and get a cookie from my mom, you know, and I'm an adult and I should be getting my own cookies. Right. Right. So, yeah, I think we hit that spot where we want to buy our own cookies. <laughs> right. I agree. Whether it's flowers or a day at the spa or you just really want that four-wheel ATV, you know, whatever it is, you know, we want to buy our own, man. Yeah, I understand that. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Reno. How can somebody get a hold of you if they would uh, be interested in uh, chatting with you a bit more about what you know? I can be reached by phone at 303-522-6265, but probably the best way to reach out to me is either email renolongmoons at gmail through Facebook or my website, hollowboneartistry.com. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think hollowbone artistry, that's where you'll learn a lot more about what Reno does, the way that she created a women's retreat in a box. She's created so many different tools for people because of COVID and what happened. And she is able to reach out along very very long distances to be able to help you. So thank you very much for your time today, Reno. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. This has been the Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the8gates.com. Thanks for listening.